and welcome back to a very special bonus episode of Try Not to Die. I am your DM, your dream meme, Noah Perito, and I'm here with my one hero. Lisa Condemi, usually Gorgonzola. Today, I am a stupid human with no strength score at all. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like... Uh, a, a composer extraordinaire, because that is why we are here today. Talking I could about say the that. Acts. Most composers have no strength score either, so at me. It's true. Every, unless uh, any composers out there, uh, if you want to send us um, pictures of your biceps. Yeah, any brolic uh, fear, fear. composers, um, <laughs> slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs DMs. Yep, slide in um, for many different reasons. Um, I I know that we wanted to get back to our regularly scheduled program, but at this moment, with all that's currently happening in the world, we've been kind of unable to have the time to give you the story you deserve. So the tale will continue very soon. But for this week, we are going to be talking, as I said before, about the music of the show la, because la, la. we are we are the composers. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there was a, wasn't a huge I was audience. For it to continue. <laughs> I wanted more. I was I'm waiting with bated breath. My newest album is songs that are all under one second. So, um, oh <laughs> unfortunately, that like is Tierra it. Whack, but like extreme, like how all of her songs are one minute on that album. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just even more extreme. Funny enough, this is uh, not at all related to the podcast. There is a band called Wolfpack. Very good. Shout Love out to Wolfpack. Wolfpack. The Chicago of millennials. They are, oh, chef's kiss. They they released a silent album onto Spotify, literally minute-long really? songs that were silence. Um, and, and it was to, like, raise money for something. This this is a bad retelling of the story. Wolfpack, please, if you're listening, have mercy. But <laughs> um, they, they basically had to get pulled. Spotify was like, this violates our terms of service. You Rude. would just have silence. I was like, ugh. Not uh, completely unappreciative. I. So what uh, would they do? I mean, do they allow people to put up four thirty three? The John Cage, four minutes thirty three seconds of silence. Why can't I, Wolfpack do it? They should have just done covers of four thirty three. <laughs> We're doing shortened covers, uh, minute long <laughs> covers. See, you're totally right. Honestly, I mean, it's. I don't see the problem because odds are, like. Like what is Spotify losing that much money from right whatever <laughs> from an album of silence? Wow, we are on yeah. we're on a train. We're speeding away from the station. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to I, not having Shane here to ground us. To ground us, even though, and it's because he has a chaos that we have to we account for, and therefore we ground. It's like self grounding. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me reel it back in. Let me pull. Wow, when I did that, the light went on in your room. That was so funny. Um, amazing. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sitting in the dark. Um, so Noah's looking at me, just illuminated by my laptop screen right now. My light makes like a buzzing noise in the mic, so I look really spooky. Just want everyone to know that I look super spooky. It's super spooky. I'm. It's very timely to the season. I know that Halloween is gone, but. You know, in the same way that people like to throw Christmas at us early on, I like to keep throwing Halloween at us until it's very, it's too late. Yeah, you can be scared all year round. Yeah, fear runs, runs for me constantly. It's, it's not just a Halloween state of mind. It's a constant state of mind. Um, So let's (laughs) get to the segments. Constant state of fear. Let's get to our segments. Um, This, oh man, I did not finish writing that segment. So we're going to skip that. We're going to go to the first (laughs) segment, which is called 
Say my name, say my name. The musical themes of our characters. Yes. They are nice. all named. <laughs> yes, I did Beyonce, spend a lot of time. Us. Here's the thing. If we get sued by Beyonce, that's a lot of publicity for the pod. That actually is. That's great publicity for the pod. Beyonce, please sue us. Say my <laughs> name, say us. my name. <laughs> <laughs> this entire episode just turns into us covering Beyonce music. <laughs> Shane's like, how did the episode go? We're like, good. Honestly, good. Good. Really, really good. I feel like this one's going to generate a lot of attention, a lot of buzz. (laughs) Um, So um, jumping right in, um, I wanted to essentially just touch upon kind of, I guess, the specifically the process and if there was any sort of musical things that factored into music theory, that is, that factored into writing the themes of these characters what were they? What did we think? How did we come up with this? Why are we geniuses? Um, and first up, I think we should start with Zola, since you are here and you wrote Zola's theme. Yeah, let's let's play it back. <laughs> um. <laughs> So um, Gorgonzola's theme was one of the first themes that I think I composed when we first were like, all right, what are we going to do for music? Okay, we're going to write it together. Um, We had kind of a meeting where we talked about what we wanted the feeling of the music to be. And I think in that meeting, we talked a little bit about John Williams, who um, has done Star Wars music, Indiana Jones, um, some Harry Potter music, um, E.T., a lot of like famous like Spielberg films and um, classic, classic cinematic Mm -hmm. soundtracks. Did he write Forrest Gump, too? You know what? I don't think. Hey, if we get sued for saying he did and he didn't again, just more (laughs) publicity for the the pod. He maybe he maybe did. (laughs) He maybe did Forrest Gump. (laughs) Forrest Gump. Um, But we talked about how um, we wanted to use um, something called the tritone, which is kind of like a. Um, an uncomfortable interval um, that is kind of like quirky and like you're not expecting to hear it and we wanted to involve those both in Scram and Zola's themes so that that like quirkiness and not quite fitting Mm -hmm. in to like the major scale like kind of Mm -hmm. symbolize them as characters it's not fitting in a little bit um, and that could connect their two themes. And so that kind of led me to like the intro, the bum, 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 that like little yeah. um, half step that resolves is very like um, E.T. kind of, or like even like Jurassic Parky. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was what kind of led me like to the beginning of that phrase. And then um, later on in the uh, com- composing process um after that first main phrase um there's like a little triumphant also thanks um there's a little uh sequence that has like an echo um do 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 
do, 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 do. And my kind of thought behind that was that like the echo that's um, like higher and has like a little bit of a different um, like mode at the end, if you will, is kind of like the call and response of her searching for her mother. Yeah. Um, so that's where it gets kind of mystical and like the piano arpeggios do, 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 yeah. are very kind of like wondrous and like, I don't know, Zola not knowing that she has magic inside of her, not knowing that she's an amazing warrior, not knowing where her mother is. I wanted that first kind of like brash, like symphonic uh, segment to then be like repeated back to her with kind of a more like wondrous theme. So that's kind of where where the end came from. What a fantastic answer. That Thank is you. <laughs> oh, Honestly, it ties perfectly into Scram, which I, the theme that I wrote. And um, I, as you said, we approached it with the tritone, with that whole, these people are people in this specific nation that do not fit in and they're different, but also it's interesting. It draws you in. Um, it makes you, it makes you kind of, uncomfortable but then there's that tension release so it's <laughs> it's like edging <laughs> you heard Anyways, it here folks. <laughs> first musical edging um <laughs> so, so that is our that's my primary thing is writing like i'm trying to edge the audience but also as you said i know that <laughs> i i know jesus uh, again scram not here i've got to take over that energy um <laughs> I, I totally agree that, you know, as we said, John Williams was like a huge inspo. We had we had been obviously listening to and partaking in a lot of different D&D content. Mm-hmm. I've listened to all of Critical Role. We've both listened to all of NADPOD. Um, and they, Critical Role approaches things. They play things from like Oblivion and like Skyrim and stuff. They play mm-hmm. like video game music that it follows that perfect like Tolkien Esque kind of fantasy yeah, feel. Yeah, and it sets environment well. Exactly, yeah. And Nadpod, obviously, fantastic music by oh, Emily yeah. Axford. Have to um, shout out Emily Axford. Major, major inspiration behind yeah. Zola, behind composing the music for this, learning how to compose music on the computer. She's yeah. She does it all, folks. She really does it all. And it, it is... It made me realize, I was like, hey, like, I could, like we could do that. Like, we can write music for our characters. Mm-hmm she's brilliant we are smart we can do it too um and they write or rather uh, she writes music that is very um video game ish mm-hmm. you know and i think that we kind of both came at it from like the those different angles of being like yeah big like cinematic and um very like fantasy very much that adventure feel you got those like god chords where there's like big mm-hmm. gaps between them in intervals and it's uneasy and strange, but entrancing. Um, and then you also have like the kind of movement that goes with video game with music. With video game that... music, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because there's a, been a lot of talk lately on um, TikTok, which is um, my favorite piece of Chinese spyware, um, where people are talking <laughs> about how um, video game music and percussive music is written with the intention of keeping you focused on a task. And people have been talking about how people with ADHD can listen to video game music like Mario Kart music to stay focused on studying because like it is literally engineered to like keep you motivated and focused on a task. And so I like to think that when we come up with that kind of video gamey music that it helps like accentuate what we're saying and like maybe 
encourage people to listen, keep listening. Like, I don't know if it keeps them more focused on it. Yeah. Like, like, it, like it keeps the movement going. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You stay engaged. I, wow. One, I didn't know that, but that totally tracks. I it's mean, it's the same right? kind of reason, like the lo-fi, like study beats playlists are exactly, so popular yeah. also for that reason. <laughs> oh, wow. So brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that like when you're composing for, uh, people talking over you, it either has to be so bare bones, like, you know, a single string in the background. So no one's distracted or it has to have like a kind of similar, but not like too repetitive beat. Like it'll be repetitive yeah. for a while, but it changes after a bit. So you're not like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm overwhelmed. I heard yeah. the same thing over and mm-hmm. over again, but yeah, those are, Hey, those are our heroes themes. They were born from wanting to create odd odd sounding music that still had that fantasy and fun driving beat yeah was there Um, anything else that like inspired i feel like scram's theme goes so well with his personality can you talk a little bit more about that So I was thinking about like Macaulay Culkin in, um, in uh, what's it called, Home Alone, Home Alone. for all of that, for literally all of the um, music I was writing for Scram, all of like the bouncing strings and stuff. I think I had literally. So we started conceiving this project like almost exactly a year ago, and we started really writing music in like the winter season. Mm-hmm. So I was like, listen, <laughs> like watched Home Alone Listening and Home Alone, Alone Two, another John Williams, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like. Um, like there's all this yeah, just like weird like sevens and, and very Christmassy and buoyant and like bouncing strings and I just picture like if I had to think there are two instruments that come to mind for Scram and one is like a drum kit like a jazz drum if you got anyone who's yeah. seen the movie like Birdman something that's like scored like that where it's like <laughs> like just it drums for every movement he's doing um but then also i was like i am not so good at drums and preset drums are amazing but they also like well i would want to time it with (laughs) with like what he's doing to work with for sure when it comes to using midi instruments which is what we both use we both operate with keyboards and noah you use logic right and i use garage band that is correct i am a logic logic pro um he's the 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 rapper logic (laughs) i am logic Oh yeah, so drums are hard. Yeah, drums are really hard. And so I definitely was like, I'll lean in on the strings. I mean, I think that Shane has, when we were kind of working together on developing the personality of Scram and how he is very chaotic and like loves to have fun, but also is very sensitive and very much wants, is like seeking connection. Um, that kind of, like the s- strings just speak that to me. They can be really bouncy, but they can also be like heart wrenching and like mm-hmm. gripping and. And magical. Yeah. Scram's so very magical, is a, you know. He is, he, I mean, but not even as classy, right? Like he's just as a personality, just like, I mean, charismatic, that's where his skill set is. But <laughs> um, literally. <laughs> that, that could be argued. It, yeah, that could be argued. It is purely <laughs> stat based. Um, definitely rooted in that kind of desire to express fun and like picturing Scram as Macaulay Culkin, but blue with a green eye and a yellow eye. Yeah, that that was the main fuel. I want to get Macaulay Culkin wearing a Scram shirt. You know how like 
Macaulay Culkin. Oh, man. I forget who he has that, um, like, um, running bit with where they wear t-shirts of each other and they've gotten, like, someone wore a t-shirt of Macaulay Culkin and then Macaulay Culkin wore a t-shirt of that person wearing a t-shirt of Macaulay Culkin and now it's, like, continuing where they keep, like, photoshopping the picture. Oh, my God. I think I just Googled it. It's Ryan Gosling. It is Ryan Gosling. It was- <laughs> It's literally the first thing is Ryan Gosling and Macaulay Coke and t-shirt bromance. Listen, speaking <laughs> of unexpected um, music, Ryan Gosling has a great band. He's a wonderful singer. Oh, it's so good. And his voice is not at all what I imagined it to be. Very like, deep It is haunting. Resonant. It's very yeah. deep, very resonant. <laughs> it is haunting. He sounds like it's a haunting. Tim Burton movie. <laughs> it's, isn't the, the name of the band is like Good Old Bones or something? something. Like like that, yeah. it's, it's truly very haunting. It's a Halloween band for sure. Um, moving on to our, because we've got a lot of, we made a lot of music. That's another thing. We, we, when we're writing, we always try and write, like, anytime there's a character that's going to be on for a little bit longer than, like, <laughs> I an guess episode. 10 minutes. Yeah, like, any, True. an episode, ten yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes. Because Plevo got one, which is the next one I want to talk about. Plevo. Plevo. And Dorfin Diddlepiss. I mean... This is your theme song, Noah. Yeah, this is this is the song that plays when I'm up to no good. Yeah, like when I'm like, oh, it's trouble time. Like I'm <laughs> I, because I, it's like I have the I have the mentality of Scram as a person, the personality of Scram, but the body of Zola. So I, it's like when I sneak, it's a tuba and it's very weird. <laughs> um, but those themes, it's. I love those themes because of two things. One, we met these characters. Like, I created them and did not think we will have a theme for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we created them. And I think for Plevo, you literally were like, I can't wait to write this guy's theme. Because and- he's, he has such a palpable energy. Also, before we move on to Plevo, I want to say that... Um- that music that you wrote for Dwarf and Diddlepiss, one is so great because it reminds me of like a potion shop. Like you can hear, literally hear like the bubbling of a potion behind that. It like sounds like yeah. you're like sneaking around a witch's cottage or something. Totally. Um, or like in some weird like steampunk like air balloon garage. But also it really reminds me of um, the music that plays when you're sneaking around as Link in the Legend of Zelda games. Like, Especially in Wind Waker, there's one level where you um, are, like, trying to avoid these spotlights as you sneak into this, like, uh, forbidden fortress. And you're, like, in a little barrel and you're trying to, like, go around the walls and not be spotted by, like, all the big monsters. And that is, like, such the vibe. It's such, like, a sneaky up to no good theme. Yeah, like, and as, like, there are, like, clockwork things going on, and, like, Mm -hmm. things are moving, like, but also, Dorfin is, (laughs) as we find out later, he's a libertarian, and he is very much, like, cold, he's a, he's a, and he's a cold-hearted libertarian, he's not one for having a discussion about it, he's like, I have no desire to share my money or resources (laughs) with anyone who can't afford them. Shame. Um, and then for Plebo...
if there was a reason to have a character back on the show, it is that theme. Truly, I was like, when you guys left Plebo, I was like, I mean, if I'm being realistic, Plebo is, um, he's a, he's a Swerf Neblin, which is a, a deep mm. gnome. Apologies if I mispronounced that. So he would be able to survive in the Underdark, but also, also maybe not, because the Underdark is absolutely very dangerous and yeah. yeah like and he is but a little a known butler basically so like if there's i can already picture it i don't know when he would come back or what context or whatever but like i can already picture it being like i'm like hello and you guys turn and in the, you'll all hear it in the music um that was a very long search for the right synth um there are like hundreds of synth and synths in garage band and i was trying to find all the right ones for the underdark but um i one of the inspirations behind that was i loved um this the setup of the underdark fortress that you came up with noah which is that there are like holes in the ceilings like trap doors and like all these different staircases and stuff and i was mm-hmm. picturing so much like tom foolery as like the, when that comes in is when I hoist Scram above my head and toss him through the trapdoor in the floor and then I'm like hanging mm-hmm. below and waiting to hear it goes on and I just picture like if you like bisected that fortress in half like watching all of the like enemies go up and down the staircases and through the trapdoors mm-hmm. so I wanted to put kind of like the sound of stairs and of like going up and down levels in it yeah, because climbing. yeah that was such like a fun like element to um like environmental elements to that part of the game. Um, but I also yeah. wanted it to sound really kind of pitiful, which is why I put the clarinets in. I think clarinets are a pitiful, weaselly instrument. <laughs> Sorry if you're a clarinet player. Toss it out. Squidward. Squidward, get in the comments. <laughs> Throw it in the dumpster. <laughs> no. <laughs> The name of this piece is Plebo's Plight, by the way. I don't know if you remember that. It's literally, it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I wanted it to be really pitiful sounding because he's such like a little worm. He's like a Grima worm tongue guy in this this campaign. I really wish he had gotten more airtime. I can feel that way about a lot of characters that we have is Mm -hmm. that. Um, like even Lord Cravern, I mean, I get to be him like <laughs> exclusively twice. Um, and so I have to, and this is, Hey, look, dipping into DM stuff, which is when you are DMing and when you design an NPC, um, you only have what, whatever time that your players commit to wanting to see them or needing to see them. And so if you don't feel like you nailed their personality or like said the kind of things that you knew you'd want to say for them then you're like ah shit uh did i give the best version yeah like uh, is that the best version of that person i mean like i think that at least i'm happy that we had that little i guess spoilers if you're listening to these episodes incredibly out of order um (laughs) (laughs) spoilers if you're listening to this in reverse if you just clicked on spotify and clicked the first episode you gotta scroll all the way down yeah make sure you go to the bottom Listen, if, and if you're, and if that's exhausting you, just go to, I guess, start the second arc, you know, you'll be spoiled for this anyways. But point is, um, when you guys, like, were returning things for to him after you had gone through the Underdark and mm-hmm. you heard him have that conversation. Um, Such a good scene. Yeah, like, having that scene there, I was like, 
I know this is going to happen, but this is my last chance to show that he is a sniveling dog. I have to like, I truly have to be like, look how this, you don't get any of the other experiences. Look how terrible. Cause I mean, you, it came across. I hate that motherfucker. Yeah. I'm coming back for him. He's going to be on the show. Cause I'm, I'm coming back to um, claim my ancestral land. That's Sola's goal now (laughs) is to make Paddlewick, um, rename it Orc town. And yeah, bring back the orcs. Then make it like Disneyland for orcs. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, a fantastic campaign direction. I think that uh, <laughs> there is fully room for that. Um, and it wouldn't be the first time a player hijacks the campaign direction to make it like, I'm going to ma- remake a town or I'm going to own a bar. <laughs> you know, like I have, I have a new drive. Jumping over to, this is kind of a combo character theme. I guess this is, it does touch into the final segment. Hmm. All right, I will sing the final. A moment like this. Uh, well, this is Woo! when we talk about the musical moments of the <laughs> episodes. Um, and this also ties into Who character sang that themes. Song? Uh, is it Celine Dion? Uh, uh, I think it's Carrie No, it's not Celine Dion. Oh, maybe. No. I don't know. Whoever said I mean, it, please sue us. We need the publicity. It's Kelly Clarkson. Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly, I am a longtime fan. I Oh, it's Leona Lewis as well. I was going to say, Kelly Clarkson must have covered it. I think that's an old song. All right, Leona Lewis, mm. please um, Kelly, get litigious Leona. with us. <laughs> Le- notably litigious Leona. <laughs> Feel free. Listen, and if, if if that seems like too much trouble and if you realize that suing people who have no money is a pretty fruitless effort, um, feel free to come on the show. You can claim some Patreon money if, you, if you're say, on for long enough. Moneyless, speak for yourself. Um, I have five patrons. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, our patrons who are listening, um, obviously you are only subscribed to Lisa. Um, <laughs> um, wait, it's can multi-tiered. I, can I go... Um, wildly off topic for a second let you know that when i told my partner jacob that um, we had patreons his first reaction was oh you can buy me a bacon egg and cheese he's like um i I can buy you bacon egg and cheese it's only two dollars i'm not gonna buy it with the patreon money but and then when it was like we got five patrons and we were like we're gonna like a, a, like a small amount of money per month. He was like, oh, you can buy me bacon, egg, and cheese every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jacob, they are too... That is the most, like, New York response ever. Oh, you I'm can like, get yeah, me a bacon, like egg, and cheese. Or, like, a new cord for our mics if we need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, maybe some money in the bank for the pod. Or everyone gets a bacon, egg, or and cheese every time we record. bacon, egg, and cheese a week. <laughs> Or we have to if, um, switch off which weeks everyone gets bacon, egg, and cheeses. Uh, it's actually my week for the bacon, egg, and cheese. I don't okay, know who do spent the $2. but <laughs> Yes, salt, pepper. But I want ketchup on the side. I like to dip it. I like uh, to dip it, too. <laughs> control. I like, I like to control my flavor. Get pop. in the comments. Do you like to dip it? <laughs> do you like to dip it? Tag us. <laughs> dip it or, or slather? Dip it or skip it? Dip it or skip it. Ooh, yeah, there we go. Damn. It's, I'll cut out my answer because that was super bad. But so, again, <laughs> moments. The moments between characters. Right, Leona. Um, like that, like Leona. Um, let's listen to Beneath the Crystals, which is, uh, I call it Priya and Zola's theme. Even though, as we've 
talked about on the bonus episode. They are not exclusive. They've never um, DTR. We, we never DTR'd. But this is their theme, yeah. Yeah, let's think about what could have been or what still could be. I gotta say, this theme is fucking crazy. It's so good. This is, by the way, when you wrote this, I had like, I mean, when we record, after we record, we talk about the music of the episode and we're like, okay, what are we, are we going to reuse stuff from this place or are we writing anything new for this one? And when we got to this moment and it was so clear that you would be the one to write the music here, this is exactly what was popping into my head. I was like, open seventh chords, arpeggiated, you know, something soft and delicate and warm somehow. And it's it just nails the moment. It truly every time I listen to it, I'm like, I can't wait to use this again. I you guys got to hang soon. (laughs) I think that there's um. Like you were talking about seventh chords, and I think there's something about sevenths that are very um, kind of like yearning and reaching. This is like very um, getting into the theory of it, but like in the Mm -hmm. major Western scale, uh, like the seventh, so there are eight notes in the scale, and then the seventh is a half step below the eighth, and so it you have like tito tito those are half steps apart as opposed to whole steps so they're very close and something about t wants to like lead you to do and so i think that there's something about like um when you're having like a leading conversation when there's like feelings between two people and you are like pressing up against that topic and wanting the other Mm -hmm. person to like say something first and you're like they're laying together like in their sleeping bags you know far apart not touching but like that feeling of like wanting to reach out and like take things to the next level that's what those kinds of chords i think came out of like that emotion and um yeah i wanted to use the harp because i thought that the idea of us finding this like cavern of crystals in this very dark and treacherous place after we had like been like in sewage and rats and we're like covered in blood like disgusting but then laying underneath these like beautiful crystals which i was like picturing as like pink and purple and blue and green Mm -hmm. i thought that like the harp would kind of reflect like the resonance of that place and like probably the glittering lights that were happening and also i was listening to a lot of joanna newsome um who's um if you know uh, andy sandberg's wife uh but she oh my is God, a, I forgot. she's a harpist and a beautiful poet and lyricist. And she um, plays very emotionally on the harp. And this song, I think, is the only one that I've composed without a um, tempo track on. Um, so usually I have, you know, a clicking going on in my headphones and I'm composing yeah, to keep things same. to that beat. 
But um, this one, I just turned the tempo map off totally and just kind of vibed. And that's why it's very, um, it's not like strict eighth notes. It's very lilting in um, the tempo and the beat, like outside of the measures. Yeah, just it's the A, it's like arrhythmic, but you still feel it. It almost feels like there is a beat there. And you're just, as you said, like lilting, like syn- like syncopated, yeah, kind like of just allowing the beat. Past it. As you said about the the seventh chords, I think that the the yearning, that tension, you absolutely nail it, and it's a very different tension than the kind of tension that a uh, tritone provides. The mm-hmm. kind of thing that we wrote for scram and solo, because that that is like leading, as in like uh, kind of oh, what's yeah, gonna it's happen? like unsatisfying. Like, you want the next thing, whereas this yeah. kind of like uh, suspension is more like um, like ethereal, like. You like briefly yeah. leaving the realm of what like your like tonic or your key is in the chord, like briefly extending beyond that and touching something like beautiful above it. Yes, and it, it honestly reminds me of if you take a ball and you throw it into the air, it is the height of the the ball that like where right. gravity finally hits it and pulls it down. Exactly. Like the seventh note is like just holding you up there, and it's not unpleasant. It is not. It's tension that feels good and makes you like, oh want to sit in it and i love yeah, music like you're like floating that. for a second exactly and oh just fantastic work i love that theme oh, it the is joint, man. <laughs> oh man fucking seventh Whoa. chords <laughs> um and um this also it was very different because i mean the only other theme that can be associated with priya is um Chantea's theme which you also wrote another mm-hmm. fantastic theme by lisa condemi thank you thank you it is that one is very much sacred and like almost traditional and rhythmic and kind of mm-hmm. ceremonial. Um, and this is free flowing and relaxed. It kind of, for me, watching Priya going from she was like an acolyte at this temple, pretty much her whole life spending it inside there, and then getting to go out and be free and like go out and be with mm-hmm. you guys and have this kind of freeing moment and you guys also happen to be talking again spoilers happen to be talking about um leaving her potentially adventuring yeah like you guys you leaving and stuff like that yeah and shantaya's theme um i wanted we've talked a little bit about what instruments are kind of grounded in like paddlewick i don't know if this is going too much into um maybe a different segment but i wanted no let's go in let's burst (laughs) through the barrier (laughs) let's let's yearn um, I'm yearning for other segments. This is the segment name. It's Where Are We? <laughs> and <laughs> Amazing. Hide and seek. Imogen Heap, get at me. Um, the music of Emeralia, the locations that you guys have been to, Paddlewick, and then specifically here, Shantaya's temple within Paddlewick.
Yeah, so we wanted, we talked a little bit about um, the fact that uh, we kind of use the Mediterranean, or you kind of use the Mediterranean as uh, a an inspiration in this particular part of the world that we're in, the world building for Emeralia uh, and yeah. Paddlewick. And so we're, we've kind of been sticking with um, certain instruments that can, like, um, I guess, emulate, like, a more, like, European sounds, and we've saved other instruments that are maybe from uh, different parts of the world for when we eventually get to places outside of Paddlewick. But I wanted the right. Shantaya theme to have organ and uh, kind of be very um, classically, like, church-like. And yeah, then that's like kind gothic. of why it's... Yeah, yeah, exactly, gothic um, and Catholic and... Uh, I think that's why all the, the lick gothic and Catholic. I think that's kind of why um, the under the crystals theme like contrasts so much to it because it's so so much freer and less grounded in those like instruments that we chose for Paddlewick. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> back to talking about that one. Jumping back to say my name, say my name, or perhaps uh, a moment like this, whichever one you want to put that category under. <laughs> Um, it is a truly beautiful theme. And I think we've had to do a little bit less music writing during the season, obviously. I mean, mm -hmm. for one thing, we obviously have a more scattered schedule right now. So there's less there's less content that we actually have to write for right now. And there's been more battles and stuff like that where we can reuse or reflavor content, which mm -hmm. um, um, that's what I've done for a lot of our battle themes. I've <laughs> replaced certain instruments with the kind of instruments that pirates and seafaring people would have. Because as you said, basing it off of real world kind of geography and regions really helps you kind of center into the sound that would that wouldn't sound out of place here. And then, oh my God, I'm just leaping all over the place. This brings on another moment like this where you had your dream sequence and that music is vastly different mm -hmm. from the kind of music that we play in the show usually. Yeah. Ooh, can we play that one now? Oh, yeah. Let's bump it. It is absolutely so good. It is honestly, it's, it's a bop, and that is the kind of this is kind of crazy. I I used to listen to um, I used to listen to a lot of music, uh, and these days I tend it's much smaller. It's it's and also it's a lot of instrumental music because I feel like I, words right now they it's hard to connect to them. Mm -hmm. And 
So I will listen to music from movies and music from like TV shows. Like listen, recently I've been listening to the Watchmen soundtrack a lot, which has got some really Atticus uh, Rose. If you're out there, um, please don't sue us, but maybe sue us. Um, great work on that show. I love the idea that we're gonna get sued for mentioning and complimenting someone's work. They're like, don't, do not talk don't about me. Keep my name out of your mouth, Mel out of Your indie podcast fucking mouth. Yeah, it is. So I have been listening to music that has actually that vibe. Like it's like frightening and kind of just like forward ahead. Um, there's a strange momentum to it that feels like you're reaching a climax. And I, you know, like in a or like in a thriller when something's a, the the peak moment, like that feel that feeling. I crave it from music. That like, oh no! And mm-hmm. this this gives me that for sure. It's scary. Yeah, I. This is kind of a fun thing to talk about because this is one of the situations where, as a player. I do not really know what's happening and then I'm writing music for it. So like, I don't know as Zola whether like this place that I'm in, um, this dream, this magic, this voice, like I don't know if it's good or bad. And so that kind of like mysteriousness is reflected back in the chords I think that I use Mm -hmm. because there are some major chords that I have very uplifting that give us uplifting feelings but then also like very um kind of like mysterious and like could be bad could be spooky sounds so it's fun how like that unsureness that I have as a player I got to put that into musical form and then I also wanted to um uh reflect the feeling of being like pushed and pulled um so mm. at the end um when like those arpeggios start coming in uh, yeah i wanted to feel like there was like a force pulling zola like towards this fortress but also pushing her over the cliff and then mm. there's also this like bright green light and i wanted to reflect the bright green light with um a really high piano because we don't use a whole lot of piano so far yeah. in the music so i was like that could be a fun um signifier for magic you know i don't know if you've picked up on this maybe you did subconsciously whenever the shard is played that is pretty it's much piano. the only time we use piano and i i think for me it's because piano is both delicate and forceful at this like it, it, it can be yeah, incredibly can be aggressive yeah and it is i mean i mean it's pretty much, it's the only instrument i can play i won't, i'm not going to lie to our audience i i can play the vocal cord but let's that doesn't count so um i am all in on that it's so funny that you manifested that kind of like yeah. uncertainty into the music um and the fact that it connects it that kind of like the higher notes the piano the green light magic it magic does seem to be symbolized by the piano it does it is both delicate it is aggressive it's dangerous um, yeah it can and that's move like quickly, a big theme here. like it can be low it can be high like it has such a range nice yeah, god we figured is... that out now <laughs> oh yeah this is an on-air clarification perfect uh, we just it... made that happen love it glad that my subconscious picked up on that <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things it's it is fully um one of the easiest instruments to have a huge range on to have just visually you can see every single note that you can almost potentially always play aside mm-hmm. from like quarter tones you know like the mm-hmm. the uh, the unbalanced kind of notes 
Um, and even actually some pianos can. Um, yeah, I have a but, pitch bend on my, uh, I use that for the synth sometimes to make it like a little tense. Yeah, the slide, the tension of that, like it's it's an instrument that shows the variety and chaos that magic brings. And that is a huge theme of this campaign. It is about magic and control and chaos and balance. Um, and obviously we will see how that turns out for our heroes, but yeah, in principle, well, the music, <laughs> uh, themes, 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 balance. Okay. Oh, okay. So maybe that's something we should consider instead of leaning into chaos. <laughs> Actually, I scratched that lean into chaos. It's, it's so fun to listen to. <laughs> I think everyone would agree yeah, I don't in the think same I have control way. Over that really. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. He is a hundred percent the one right now who is only access secure access scram and so far he's actually been pretty conservative with it which is good um for him anyways um jumping again jumping a little around i guess back to say my name say my name shout out beyonce um is my current favorite theme which was rooted and inspired by what we talked about for scram and zola the tritone the the kind of chaotic sort of like mm-hmm. wily feel um is the music for captain sticks yes I wanted to one essentially be like look i'm introducing a character who's going to be a part of the party it's basically using that kind of scram theme the tritone bounciness um in just a slightly different um variation of it mm-hmm. um and then i but i also really wanted to show off some pirate instruments like i start yeah. with some strings um i toss in um I want to say it was a piccolo, but obviously, again, I'm using a MIDI keyboard. It's the inch, whatever. I think it's a flute. Yeah, it's 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 probably a flute. And then um, at the end, there's that like, which is like a strumming of a mandolin. It's very much supposed to be like, hey, audience, this one is one who's going to be on the team and they are probably going to be taking over a role in that party. You know, they're hopefully going to work well together. I guess we'll see. Um and there's a break in the middle of it where it's like wholesome warm chords and the reason for that is if you listen to the scene that music's coming up as um what's it the guy who's trying to get his salami on board (laughs) what a sentence um she it's he's like haggling with her and getting very angry at her and report uh, threatening to report her and then she flips like the moment she speaks 
the music changes and that kind of suspicion that you might have about her vanishes as she, in-game, casts the suggestion spell on him. <laughs> That's and awesome. And makes him feel like, oh, everything is okay. Um, and then, you know, head off. And when he heads off, the music returns again, kind of like that, like, hey, 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 you've been <laughs> tricked, salami man. It's such a good, um, like, pirate song. I don't know. I feel like you can, like hear underneath it like the lilting of the ship and the creaking of the wood it's kind Mm. of stern which like she is kind of a stern character like for us right now like she is someone who's whipping us into shape a little bit and like i love that you hear that in her office like i can just picture all of like the things in her office like little bejeweled necklaces flashing and like stern paintings of her parents and like her big desk and dun 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 She's like hunched over by candlelight. Yeah, it is uh, It is very much trying to get capture that rapscallion kind of troublemaker in uh-huh. chaotic neutral, but also, you know, has principles in a sense, like has a, has a mentality about the world that they are pretty committed to. They're not mm-hmm. someone who strays from what they believe, but they also, what they believe is kind of hard to know because of who they are. Mm-hmm. That is, it's, and that was that one was really hard for me because I love Captain Six so much, and I truthfully was like, I've got to nail this. I've got it's got to be so good. It. I got to nail it. And like I remember, we had recorded several episodes, and the only the thing that I literally finished, I want to say like before our final listen through, as when we because we always, of course. Uh, review our episodes before we post them and i remember literally the final listen through i was like it's up and that's in it that's the one like yeah the music is important though you know it can entirely change the feeling or the pacing of a scene when the music comes in when it cuts out you know we only have obviously we wrote a lot of music so i can't we can't go through it all um as much as i want to because we deserve all that praise because it's very good work uh, <laughs> you know what, everybody? Make sure you gas yourself up because, you know, you don't know when you're going to get that gas. And it's better to stop and get it than to keep Fuel driving. Up. Fuel up with what Fuel you can. Fuel up with what you can. Don't don't rely on fumes. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about um, was, I believe our music is the future. <laughs> future kind of <laughs> themes that we would want to uh, write, like, what we're looking forward to write because obviously aside from character themes which are unpredictable and battle themes which as we kind of touched upon are basically taking that video game taking that repetitive beat knowledge and making something that is engaging but not distracting Mm -hmm. but you know what kind of music are are we both looking forward to when it comes to the adventures ahead from what we do know of course yeah I'm looking forward to meeting new characters um, and continuing to Right for new places. I think once we get to outside of, you know, where uh, we're obviously outside of Paddlewick already, but once we're adventuring around the continent and like Zola and Scram are meeting new people and going new places and looking forward to using new instruments, like mm. instruments inspired by um, Latin music and mm-hmm. Asian music. And mm-hmm. there's so many instruments on GarageBand that I've been waiting to use but i've been like no this is too like out there for like this little like human town i have to wait until we're somewhere crazy before i can use this like wild synth you know yeah there are so many instruments in i mean anybody who has like a dog knows how many uh 
like the selections they give you, uh, some of which, and this is no offense to whoever created them, I truly am like, when will I be able to use this? Mm-hmm. But but just as you said, sometimes you find one or sometimes you do have a moment where you're like, oh shit, this is when this will sound really good. I can finally It'll... use crystal castles in the like eighth synth folder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tumbling marbles. That's one of mine <laughs> that I've been looking to. I am looking forward to writing for Music in the Capital. Um, Anybody who listened to the bonus Monster Mash episode, which you should, it is perhaps one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. It it's is, insane. It is insane. It makes me want to do it all the time. It actually, <laughs> it is one of those things where, because uh, other shows have obviously done stuff like this. I think that literally NADPOD did one that's like the Monster Mash. They did mm-hmm. like a live stream or something. It's not an uncommon concept, but it is something that I would... there's not enough of it for me like i need i love listening to it it's almost like listening to it's like listening to sports but not sports like i I, i'm like this is what it feels like for someone who's like go mets i can't wait to listen to the mets game and i'm listening to like skeletons punch goo monsters yeah i think dnd is the closest i get to caring about sports and i'm I'm saying that authentically i'm not doing a bit that's the closest it fucking gets maybe watching cheerleaders i could get into that i guess in high school that was redeeming (laughs) for my nerd marching band self sitting in the uh in the stands i was certainly not looking at the footballers i'll tell you that (laughs) at least they were cheerleaders i wasn't looking at the score wasn't looking at the ball um (laughs) i i fully agree i i and i'm not someone who's I, I like in high school I I played soccer and but I've never been someone who was a sports person and it has nothing to do with sports or I even at this point like the fans of sports it is truly just D and D gives me all I need in terms of the tension the in terms release, of numbers game, adding up scores, numbers <laughs> the math people get I, injured and field <laughs> exactly yeah it is truly it's hitting all the numbers for me so I am really excited to write for Aurelia. Um, and anyone who listened to the bonus episode got a little taste of the kind of music. Probably there are fighting pits. There are fighting pits, the glory pits. There are um, lots of things. Horns are really big there. Um, but I wanted it to be like the best in the region. I wanted it to be feel the most modern whenever you got mm-hmm. there. Because from what you know about Emperor Otto Aurelius, um, he has um, you know spent his time, his tenure as emperor. Um, strengthening the empire in both military and in some infrastructure ways and and investing in certain things that, you know, like the bread and circuses aspect of being an emperor. Um, so horns and like that kind of band music, like I was mm-hmm. like, I want us to be able to get away with making like, like jams, like really fun jams and yes. stuff like that. And I think that that's going to be really fun too. I feel like I should watch the Hunger Games again and listen to the difference between like um, like the Capitol music and the rest of the movie. Mm, like that'd yeah. be interesting to hear. I haven't really paid much attention to the music in, in the Hunger Games, like the composed music. Yeah. No offense um, to the composer. No, uh, there no was just there's a lot, you know. Please don't no offense. Sue us. There's a, there's a, don't sue us or do. There's just a lot of stuff going on in that movie so <laughs> my focus is just on the children dying <laughs> i'm also really looking forward to more um moments like this yes <laughs> <laughs> because those are always my favorite things to compose for like i like composing themes for the characters and stuff but mm-hmm. i feel like my best work i have done when there's a particular mood that a scene is creating 
Um, and I, I love acting in those moments to talk about being a player. I love when you put us in moments where we can really have like the drama come through and yeah. like, make pivotal choices and have important conversations. And those are my mm-hmm. favorite things to compose for, like Priya and Zola's conversation and like Zola's dream. Um, I can't wait for more of those amazing story moments because they allow me to compose awesome things. Yeah, And it's always I... so fun composing them with you. Oh, it is such an honor to have a co-composer like you. We bring such different styles to the table and I couldn't be more thankful because I think that one, if it were just me, it would obviously be very overwhelming. It is obviously just us working on this. We do not have a wonderful team, although if we did, um, we would thank them at this moment. Um, but, Rihanna is writing for us. Yeah, we've got Rihanna. We've got um, some of the people I've mentioned today, Imogen Heap, um, Leona. Calvin Harris is in the writer's room. <laughs> oh, he, Calvin Harris worked on the dubstep version of the Try Not to Die theme that played at the end of one of the bonus episodes. Uh, that final, um, if there's one I will leave off on, it is, I'm. <laughs> let's talk about the Try Not to Die theme. Yes, and great then, idea. Subsequently, um, the the dubstep version the dubstep that version. came out. I think we had written, we had like been workshopping some stuff. I had sent you something that was quite, or I had either sent you it or I worked on it and then realized it. It sounded so similar to the Lord of the Rings one. Yeah, and we yeah. had kind of reverse engineered ourselves from wanting to compose something iconic like that like a great horn theme and then i think we were like a little bit too close to it and then we altered a cup you altered a couple of notes and that Mm -hmm. was like the thing that distinguished it and kind of created that classic interval that we've talked about between uh zola and scram's themes like adding that in was just like brought it to the try not to die theme and then when it drops like into that bop at the end dun, 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 dun. like yeah. it's so fun and ridiculous and quirky <laughs> like it just sums up the whole pod you did a great job on it thank you i was not bringing it up to seek for fishing compliments but i will take them all put them on my plate and gobble them down in time for thanksgiving eat up baby eat up baby i you want some more ketchup on the side with that <laughs> Yeah, I'd like some ketchup so I can do some dipping with these compliments. Um, um, yeah, I, I really wanted to, because obviously we both are really into high fantasy. Um, and that has, as we have said, the John Williams, these kind of rising cinematic feels. I wanted that. But then also gotta represent the chaos. This is 100% a chaos driven podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. the wild shard is literally a random magic generator so it almost goes from being like a majestic howard shore uh statement and then like (laughs) devolves into like pure cartoon theme music yes like it's something that you would hear in like ed ed and eddie or something like powerpuff (laughs) girls yes just like one of those wonky odd themes that you're just like uh oh (laughs) um And then when I transformed it into the dubstep theme, that truly was a matter of just switching, adding in a drum kit to it that was a dubstep drum kit. I hope that you're going to play it right now. Oh, I am 100% going to play it right now. I love it so much. I might end the episode with it because we started (laughs) it. That's the move. Yeah. It was truly about just like switching the... the reverb and the various aspects of like the instruments, like using like a low, pa- like a low pass filter um, to kind of wop, 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 like mute things and stuff. 
Um, and it's, I, it was really fun to do that. It's really, when we get moments where, and I think this is also just about the writing process for us when there's, as you said, a moment, if there's something funny, like there's a second where we're like, Oh, that has to be music. We make that, that was a joke, but it has to exist because it is too perfect. I don't know what else I would put under this moment. So, <laughs> and with that, do, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Or can I go on to the closing segment, which would be bye, 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 bye. <laughs> yeah. Let's go on to that. <laughs> All right. I'm doing the dance. Uh, I'm doing the dance. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Try Not to Die. Oh, my God. They're really doing the dance. Uh, I power word promise we will be doing uh, more canon episodes soon. Thank you to our otherworldly beings from the beyond, our patrons, John, Lucy, Mackenzie, Nicole, Andrew. You guys are the best. Thank you to freesound.org, whose contributors um, and his community really help with the sound effects of the show. They're a fantastic resource, a wonderful community to post in. Um, anything I can't record myself in my room or in the neighborhood, I rely on them time and time again. Um, just my, these terrible jokes I wrote earlier and I'm like, why did I have this? I love it. (laughs) Um, I did, I really wanted to plug them in this episode because they have so much to do with the sound aspects of the show and the music and the things that I'm like. I have to account for this sound being in the background here. So thank you to Free Sound. Music does not a podcast make. You got to get those crisp background sounds in there. Yeah, I got to get the Foley in. Um, Um, I have a segment, actually. Yes, give Um, give us the segment. It's the we didn't start the fire segment. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to shout out two of our listeners, uh, Meggie Classy Taco, Mega Classy Taco, and Andrew from Chasm <laughs> Quest, um, who sent us their I Voted stickers. Um, thank you for voting. Thanks for taking part in democracy. Even if you didn't send us your sticker, thank you for voting. Um, it worked. It worked. We did it, <laughs> It <guys>. worked. <laughs> we did it. Seriously, thank you so much for voting. Thank you, everyone who's done, for everyone who did all the work they did when it was working a poll or making calls or just reaching out and having conversations with people to kind of get them engaged. You guys are absolutely heroes. You are so wonderful. And I'm so thankful that so many of you listen to our podcast. Um, truly. Um, I, so sorry, I have another segment. Ooh. Um, it's called the thank you for being a friend. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> segment. Oh my God, Ash is going to love that. Um, and I wanted to um, plug something, which is that if you enjoy the music that um, Noah writes for this podcast, you may not know it, but Noah has an album it is called Pep Talk. Um, their artist name is here for you. Um, please go look it up on Spotify or Apple Music. It is a great album. It has so many bops. There's so many different genres of music on it. Noah has a beautiful voice, as you've heard, through all of these segments. Um, and also has a lot of um, touching lyrics about this time. And it, um, I listened to it after I realized that Joe Biden was elected, because it was written when um, Trump was our main you know president person and it was very um cathartic to listen to some of those lyrics now knowing that that period of time is um coming to an end so i highly recommend it go check it out support your local podcast maker and listen to pep talk oh my god i wow thank you so much for plugging that that means so much to me 
Uh, and thank you for listening to it. I also, not to plug it myself, but I listened to it like a week before the election. Yeah. It's it's a very cathartic album. Um, thank you so much for the plug. Um, thank you again to everyone listening. Make sure that you stay safe out there. I know things can be a little crazy um, and this is a big time of transition, but we are going to get through this. As we said, y'all are heroes and you are so good at fighting this fight. So until next time, try not to die. Try not to die. <laughs>